I'm Sean Hendry, and welcome back for 2024 and episode three of the PNC's Queensland podcast. Can you believe it's February already? There's lots going on at PNC's Queensland, as we'll find out as we go through the podcast. On this month's episode, we'll meet new PNC's Queensland director and the president of Algester State School PNC, Simone Givney. We'll catch up with Beck Brace from Windsor State School PNC, the winners of last year's Eco Sustainability Award at the PNC Awards. And in our regular segments, there's lots of valuable information from our CEO, Scott Wiseman, and PNC Services Manager, Katrina. So let's get straight into it. Here at PNC's Queensland, we're getting ready for this year's conference in May on the Gold Coast. And we'll hear more about that from CEO Scott Wiseman later in the podcast. But at last year's conference, I was fortunate to meet lots of lovely people. One of those lovely people was the president of Algester State School PNC, Simone Givney. Little was I to know at the time that Simone would later in the year become a board member of PNC's Queensland at the board elections in October. And I'm pleased to say Simone is joining us now on the PNC's Queensland podcast. Welcome, Simone, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. That's no worries at all. So, as has become tradition now, well, when I say that, but we only did it on the last episode for the first time, but it will become tradition, we have our Fast Five getting to know you questions to start the interview. Are you ready for that? I'm ready to go. Well, here we go. What is your favourite meal when eating out? It'd be sashimi or aburi, and or, maybe both. Both sounds really good, I think. What about your favourite holiday destination? If we're talking Australia, it'd definitely be Tasmania. If we're talking the world, it would be Norway and Finland. Okay, so out of the two, Tasmania or Norway or Finland, which would be your favourite? Ooh, that's a trouble one because they both have auroras. So maybe I'd have to go Tasmania. There you go. Keep it in Australia. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> what about your favourite TV show? Parks and Recreation. I don't know if anyone has seen Parks and Recreation, but I definitely recommend it. It's It reminds me a lot of a position I used to hold uh, in, in a previous role. So yeah, it's very funny. No, I haven't seen that one, but I, I have heard about it. What about your favourite sport? Sport? Uh, I have been a big sport person for a long time, but dancing would be a sport I would consider uh, that I've been involved in since I was a young kid. Um, but I did play district rugby union for a time uh, and ended up getting out of that uh, due to a knee reconstruction. Very good. And what about your favourite sport to watch? Ooh, I'm not a big watchy sport person. Um, maybe boxing. Boxing? Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> and now the big question to finish it off, who would play Simone in the movie... The Life and Times of Simone Givney. You know, it's funny. A lot of people say I look like Jodie Foster. Uh, similar eyes. So I'd probably have to say her because she would look like me. But if it came to personality, it'd definitely be Scarlett Johansson because I think she'd be able to deal with having three brothers. There you go. Very good. And thanks for that, Simone. Just a little bit of an insight there into your life. As I said, you're the president of Algester PNC. And last year, you stepped up to become a board member of PNC's Queensland. Can you tell us your motivation for joining the board? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the core motivation to it was really why we're all involved in PNC's, which is to make an impact on, on the education system that we have and how it's delivered in the schools for the students. Uh, so my ethos is, is looking at systems change and looking at century-old legacy systems that we have and what that then looks like in today's modern world, how we 
we address that, how we go about delivering education in a way that currently reflects what world we currently have. I'm, I always come from the position of if you know more, you can do more. And, and from that perspective, I think it's about if you're more self-aware, it means inevitably you'd want to learn more, which inevitably means you know more, which means you can do more. Um, so coming from that space, that was the main driver in wanting to get involved in, in the board. And also being on the PNC at Algester, I'd noticed just an impact that what what impact PNCs have and how you can then change that over time and what then next. So, you know, yes, I've put some changes in at Algester. Yes, I've transitioned it through to some major projects and put a strategy in place. But then what next? What bigger impact can we have on the systems that we engage in every day, whether that's education or social welfare or well-being, whatever that looks like. And the other thing uh, that I found really interesting or intriguing about PNC's Queensland is that PNC's Queensland has built a nice ecosystem that supports all the PNC members out there, but parents by proxy of, of working through PNC's. So there's a beautiful ecosystem that's been built out there where parents want to help and step up to support the kids and, and support students in the schools, work with the schools collaboratively. I'm a big collaborator, that's kind of what I do. And I just saw a really good way to enhance that by putting my hand up and saying, all right, yes, it's not like I don't have enough to do in my life like all of us, um, but I felt that I had a skill set that I could offer that would actually be of value to PNC Queensland and the members. And so I put my hand up. Very good. As I said, you're new on the board and there's another two new board members there with Beth English and Tim Horn. Where do you see the board focus over the next 12 months? And do you expect there to, with those people coming in, to be much change at board level? I think there's always a little bit of change when people change, people dynamics change the way that, that things operate. Uh, I think with the current board that we have, the skills are very complementary as other personalities. Uh, I think there's a really, really good board that's been pulled together with good skill sets that can work together. We're very respectful in the way that we work with each other. Everybody gets an opportunity to put their skill forward or their thoughts forward or, or you know, their ability to articulate uh, how, how they want to see the future of, of PNC Queensland. You know, overall, I think the mix that we have is, is quite unique in, from a board's perspective and really good best practice governance as well from that higher level strategy perspective. I think Tim and Beth are amazing. Their skill sets are great. I think they're going to really hit a few home runs with, with what we're wanting to try and do with PNC Queensland. In, driven by members, of course, we did our survey recently, so that's obviously really important um, to take what we've been told and then say, okay, how do we apply our skills to that? How do we strategize that? And then how do we leverage up, but also leverage out? Um, and that's really important. Um, the other thing I think is, as I said before, I'm a collaborator. I think humanity is better when we work together. I think there's just a really effective way that we can pull together that brain's trust so that we're able to achieve more. As I said, you learn more, you do more, <laughs> you can achieve more. So it's sort of, it's a, it's a flow through. The other thing I think is about a, the board level is 
there's a lot of change happening in the education sector, uh, the education space, I should say, at the moment, uh, which really resides around, you know, digital delivery. This is a whole new world for the education sector and a whole new world for all of us, really. Um, I grew up in a non-digital childhood. Digital came in probably, you know, the internet came in when I was sort of transitioning from primary school to high school, which would probably give away my age. But besides that, there was a whole new world that was opened up and, and it's and like any legacy system, it takes time to to transition over. The other thing obviously is like child safety and security. So that's become a massive, massive issue now and even more so with AI. Um, well-being and emotional intelligence is another factor that hasn't really been focused on in the past for kids um, because you were able to sort of manage it with face-to-face -face and social support, which is not what it was or is. It's just different now. So it's not good or bad, it's just different. So I think that we have to be different to accommodate different. And then obviously teacher availability and pipeline has been a massive issue for a long time. Um, and the pandemic accelerated that. Um, people were leaving the industry earlier than they may have previously. And because of the sort of digital transformation kind of in that transition period, um, not enough people were coming in to teaching and there were more going out than there were coming in. So that's a real big issue too that to, to address in the education sector. Um, but also the information revolution. So there's a lot of conversations around like the way in which education is delivered, that sort of singular modality of, of delivery of education. So it's one size fits all uh, in, in the current uh, education system. And that's, we, we, now know, we now know more, right? <laughs> Science has taught yeah. us more. So we now know that not every kid learns the same way. Not every kid flourishes in the same environment. Again, when we know more, we, <laughs> we, 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 we can able, we can incite change. So psychology has, has shown that to be true, that focusing on how kids learn is more effective, does put more pressure on teachers. But again, that's looking at how that is then complemented, right? So it's about creating those ecosystems and, and how we complement teachers to deliver education in the way that would be effective for the students for long-term learning, like lifelong learning. Yeah, interesting to see there how it all comes together, how your motivations come into to that as well. Now, putting it all together, and we said that you're on the board, but you're also the president at Algester. At Algester, I know that you've got a couple of projects happening there. So tell us about one of the successful projects or programs that you're running and perhaps some other PNC can emulate that as well yeah absolutely I think you know one of the th one of the things that we that PNC Queensland has is wanting to focus on is place right so you know promote lead advocate connect equip um, I think that that's something that all PNCs can pull into their own little ecosystem and, and emulate um, and we've done that through a program called the RISE program and essentially it's a program designed for vulnerable families of which are becoming more and more so since in the in the last couple of years so since about 2021 we've seen more families um, sort of fall into that needing support arena. We know that there is a rise in the cost of living so that's affecting that quite a lot so you know there are more and more like you say more of those people. Yeah absolutely and just simple things, you know, it doesn't mean that they need support forever. They just need a, a, a leg up, right? So the RISE program was essentially designed so that you don't have to necessarily continually talk about money to the school and feel that burden of or embarrassment of not being able to provide for your family, um, that you could manage this support in your own way that suits your family best. And so what I mean by this is we essentially 
designed a program that is a, a partnership between Variety Queensland, PNC School and Munch Monitor. Um, and that program, that partnerships between them allowed us to put together a program where $10,000 was put aside um, for students, $200 per student. Even if you had multiple kids in your family, you'd still get $200 per student. And that $200 would be able to go towards things like uniforms, tuck shop, food, stationery, uh, excursions, incursions. Uh, and the point of that would be, you know, to break it down a little bit further for everybody. The tuck shop and uniform shop money would go on to their Munch Monitor account, a free account through Munch Monitor, which was part of the partnership. Um, and the, you you know, stationary and excursions incursions would go to the school and they would manage that process as well the idea is that then the parents can then determine where the money is spent and when um, and they they only have to use it when they need it or they could use it more frequently it's completely up to them it means that the kids don't feel different they're not having to constantly keep asking the school for help or us or anyone else they can manage it themselves their sort of dignity remains intact so to speak and to the kid nothing's changed mum's still getting on munch monitor and ordering uniforms and tuck shops it's coming to the classroom like all the other kids they don't feel any different which is the key component to it right because we do, we want them to feel as though they're not different even though their circumstances might be that they are so you know as i as i mentioned like the once the credit is you know with the 200 they get per student once the credit is gone it's gone they can reapply for it but obviously there's a system that we've put in place working closely with the well-being team at Algester State School so that that well-being team sort of takes over the liaison with the family so we don't even I don't even know who they are um, only the treasurer and the tuck shop convener know for transferring funds and reporting process <laughs> reporting reasons but no one else needs to know who they are these families and these students so the well-being team looks after the liaison we are essentially the funders and the facilitators for it with the infrastructure through Munch Monitor uh, and the you know if the kid does go through their credit then they're able to reapply but we also put systems in place to make sure that no one family can like take a massive chunk of that funds and that's how it works. Fantastic that's a, a great initiative would you be happy for other PNCs to contact you to find out more about that? Yeah absolutely more than happy to share what we you know we <laughs> we spent I think eight, nine months putting this project together and going through the whole getting approvals and you know anyone anyone who's been on a PNC understands the approval world that you have to go through. Um, even at PNC Queensland we have to go through that approval world. So yeah, very happy to share with anybody if they think that kind of initiative could help them and their students. Thanks Simone, that's been great. So thanks for joining us. Best wishes for the next two years, well two years at least on the, the PNC's board and in your role as president at Algester. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sean, and uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Coming up next on the PNC's Queensland podcast, we'll hear from our HR manager, Clayton Payne, about the PNC's Queensland HR service, and then we'll be chatting to PNC's Queensland CEO, Scott Wiseman, with his regular update. Hello, my name is Clayton Payne, and I'm the HR support services manager for PNC's Queensland. Does your PNC have HR issues? The HR support service provides your PNC with the necessary tools and support to manage your employees. Successful human resource practices are instrumental in avoiding workplace disputes, time-consuming and costly litigation and maintaining a cohesive workplace. 
as a PNC's Queensland HR support service subscriber, uh, you'll also have direct contact with human resource professionals who can provide support and assistance in all manner of human resource issues, including pay rates, employee entitlements, employer obligations, performance management, disciplinary procedures, redundancies and terminations. For more information, please visit our website. A great service there for you to utilise. If you have any HR needs, give Clayton a call at the PNC's Queensland office. Now, we welcome back to the podcast for 2024, our CEO, Scott Wiseman, for his regular update of all things PNC Queensland. Welcome back, Scott. Thanks, Sean, and uh, Happy New Year to uh, everybody out there. Uh, we welcome you back to a new year and a new school year for 2024. Did you get a good break over the Christmas New Year period? Yeah, the office shut down for a couple of weeks, so it was an opportunity to recharge the batteries and the energy and the enthusiasm for the year ahead. Suddenly it's February, and there's a lot to talk about already. So what's been happening in the PNC Queensland world? Yeah, welcome back everybody to a new school year for 2024. We've got a new education minister, we've got new mobile phone policies across schools, and uh, this year is also an election year, so we've got an exciting year ahead. Just a quick update from us. Interesting news. Last week, PNC Queensland was invited to appear at a federal Senate inquiry into the cost of living. Now, we know families out there are being impacted by the cost of living with increasing prices across the board, including costs to get back to school. We know the average family expenditure in this area is about $1,750, which is a lot. So we're focused on how do we help support you and your, through your PNCs to make life a little bit easier for you. So we've called on the federal and state governments to come up with a subsidy that uh, provides immediate relief to families, relieving some of the costs for book packs, school uniforms, tuck shop and all the costs of getting back to school. We know you're hurting and we're here to try and help. Interesting, our research uh, that was conducted late last year showed up to 60% of families right on the, on the line and struggling to make ends meet. This would be a, a welcome relief, I'm sure, to many. Importantly, if you're, you're out there and your family's sort of struggling, don't stay quiet. Reach out through your PNC or to your local school principal. There's a whole range of measures that are in place to help families with these costs and the impacts of school because PNCs are all about making sure that every child has every chance in education and life. So we want to make sure that everybody's being supported. We've also been working on the strategic plan which will cover 2024 to 2026 uh, and the theme of the strategic plan is PLACE, P-L-A-C-E. The P is for promote so we'll be promoting the great work that PNCs do and the extensive value that you bring to your school communities. L for lead, we'll be leading you in relation to making sure you've got the best practice systems and processes to run as effectively and efficiently as possible. A for advocating, we'll be out there, particularly in this election year, challenging the government to provide everything that you ask for and you need as PNC associations and parents. C is about connecting, so we want to make sure that you're connecting with your local PNCs, but the PNCs across the board. There's a fantastic network, you know, through our Facebook pages and, and social media where, you know, PNCs, you're not alone. There's always someone out there to bounce ideas off or get great information from. And E is about equipping, so equipping you with all the tools and resources and supports that you need to do the magical things that you do as PNCs. 
So that's pretty exciting. That'll be rolled out at conference uh, for this year as well. Oh, great. And speaking of conference, Scott, I believe that the conference time has changed a little bit and it's coming up very quickly. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, this year's conference, we're very excited about it. We're bringing it forward this year to May. Normally it's in August and September. So this will have a great impact around getting to you as, and particularly new PNC people who come on maybe at the AGMs in March to get to you really early when you're fresh, new, uh, have got lots of ideas and uh, are ready to, to learn and help uh, your PNCs. And this is what conference is all about. Conference is full of providing you with the information, resources, connections, tools and equipment to get your PNCs operating correctly, uh, compliantly and successfully. This year it's on the 17th and 18th of May, back at the Gold Coast again. Last year's at, at when we were at the Gold Coast was a record event for us. So we're looking to uh, eclipse those numbers again uh, and have a really successful event. As I said, the program over the two days uh, is full of speakers and sessions which are, are very practically focused to make sure that you're completing the resources, tools and, and kits and guides that you need uh, and can then go and implement in your PNCs as well. Uh, registrations are now open. We've kept costings pretty much the same as previous years. So we're very focused on making sure that it's affordable and great value for money. And you know, it's an investment in your PNC. To, uh, so it's money so well spent. Also in the conference, we do the Queensland uh, PNC Awards, uh, where your PNC, if you're doing something outstanding, put in an application. There's six different categories, including the Spirit of PNC Award, which was introduced last year, which is an individual-focused award. Uh, so if you've got someone in your PNCs that's absolutely magical and you can't do without them, please nominate them. Award nominations are open. They're all on, available on the website for full information. It's all an online process as well to make it nice and easy for you. This year as well, we'll also be celebrating PNC Day uh, as part of conference as well. PNC Day is all about recognising the fantastic work that volunteers across Queensland do for their PNCs. Now we know there's 44,000 volunteers out there so let's make sure we, we acknowledge the great work and dedication that each of you do to make sure that every child gets every chance in education and life. So that's exciting. We hope to see everybody at conference. As I said, it's the biggest conference in Australia for PNCs and school parents uh, and there's lots of information as well as great speakers and a fantastic trade show as well. And we, we have a little bit of fun at conference but it's very focused on the work. So a worthwhile investment in your PNC to improve it and make it better. Well, Scott, a lot going on in the state office. It must be very busy, but I haven't seen a couple of new faces in the office. Yes, this year and late last year, we welcomed Tash and Joe to the bookkeeping team. Uh, and also we've got Nicole starting very soon uh, in relation to helping on the HR desk as well. So I'm sure members will be speaking to them uh, throughout uh, the year and uh, they'll be a key part of what we do going forward as well. Well, thanks, Scott. Lots of great information there for our PNCs. And we look forward to catching up with you next month for more fantastic insights for our members. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. A happy year to everybody. Thank you, Scott. And coming up next on the PNC's Queensland podcast, we'll be speaking to Windsor State School PNC Sustainability Lead, Beck Brace. Windsor were the winners of last year's Eco Sustainability Award, and we'll find out how they do it and hopefully inspire more schools to stay sustainable into the future.
For those who've caught up with our first two episodes, you'll know that we've been showcasing the winners of the 2023 PNC Awards. And as Scott said, nominations are now open for the 2024 awards. So get those nominations in. We all know we must look after this planet we live on and make sure it's sustainable for our future generation. The award winner we're showcasing is Windsor State School PNC, who won the Eco Sustainability Award that is judged on the benefits of sustainable projects and practices. And joining us now is the sustainability lead from Windsor State School, Beck Brace. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Thanks for having me, Sean. Now, Beck, we ask each guest on the podcast to give us an insight into their lives by answering our fast five questions. Are you ready for that? Knock yourself out, Sean. All right, here we go. What's your favourite meal when eating out? Oh, that's a tough one, but I'd have to say Xiaoling Bao soup dumplings. They are always a winner. Fantastic. Sounds really good. I haven't tried them yet, but I'm sure that I will now. What about your favourite holiday destination? Well, locally, it's the French Cottage at beautiful Mapleton, which is a great place to curl up and relax or use as a base to explore the Sunshine Coast hinterland nature walks and waterfalls. And then overseas, it's the Greek islands. I've been there a few times since my first trip there 30 years ago, and I fell in love with all that stark blue and white beauty, and the fresh seafood is great. Absolutely beautiful. What about your favourite TV show? Well, this one, I know it's a bit cliche, but I'm a late starter to the whole Ted Lasso phenomenon, but I absolutely love it, even if it is about sport. Okay, talking about sport, what's your favourite sport? Well, I'm not known for my love of any sport, I'm more of a performing arts and music supporter, but after watching Ted Lasso and our amazing Matildas last year, it's got to be the soccer, so go the Tillies! That'll be great, I'm sure, and we've got the Olympics coming up, so more of it there. Now, the big question, who would play Beck in the movie The Life and Times of Beck Brace? Well, a few of my close friends reckon I'm a lot like Elaine from Seinfeld, including her horrendous dancing style, so I guess it'd have to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Next! And that line is from the Soup Nazi episode. Fair enough. Well, Beck, some really good answers there, but now on to our eco-sustainability. What measures have your PNC implemented at Windsor to ensure eco-sustainability is an important part of the school life and that it remains sustainable into the future? So our PNC works closely with the school leadership, the teachers, the parents and carers and student leaders to align all our activities and fundraising objectives with the cross-curriculum sustainability priorities. So what we do is always linked to what the kids are being taught in the classroom. We've got weekly community catch-ups as part of our before school garden group, as well as our sustainability working group meeting each term, where members contribute their time and their ideas, and they weave them into our ongoing plan to sustain sustainability. And then also together with the school, we created the sustainability ambassador leadership roles in year six, and our Windsor Waste Warriors lead to the rest of the school in supporting our key priorities, like the return at containers for change scheme, uh, the school kitchen garden program, our coloured bins and composting program and our uniform recycling and repurposing scheme. All of these have become part of Windsor's DNA. Fantastic and as part of that have you had any positive outcomes that have come out of your eco-sustainability process? Well apart from having a strong sustainable network within the Windsor school community itself a really big positive outcome is having the wider community involvement that supports us to achieve our objectives. So 
we've partnered with local businesses like Bunnings at Newstead for fundraising, barbecues and garden supplies. And then there's North East Street City Farm for educational training and advice. Office Works for their recycling program and even the local coffee shop for coffee grounds for our permaculture maintenance. So we're really grateful for their ongoing support and it's been a really positive success for us. Yeah, really good to have the community involved. So are these measures easy to get started? And do you think other schools could follow in Windsor's footsteps? Yeah, well, for us, it was actually easy because we had such supportive school leadership that flew the flag for sustainability right from the start. So like starting up anything, often it's lots of fun and high energy at the beginning. So the key is planning and embedding how you're going to set up all of your elements to be self-sustaining. So we visited a lot number of other schools as part of our sustainability journey to learn from their perspectives and in turn we've hosted other schools and PNCs to take them through our journey and share our knowledge and our experience and from our concept design right through to where we are today. So we are always more than happy to share our experience and our resources and our templates and help to help others get set up on their journey or just even just to connect with other schools on the purpose of making the world a better place and by being more practically sustainable. Yeah, fantastic. So as we said, the 2024 awards are now open. How did you find the process of applying for the PNC Queensland Awards? And did you find any benefits after you won the award? So the process was a first for us in Windsor Sustainability with having to make a video submission. So it was a really fun experience, even if the timing was a little tight from when we were notified that we were in the final for the award to when we actually had to submit our entry. It was only a couple of weeks straight after school holidays. So it was probably a really good learning for the PNC Queensland organisers that'll benefit future finalists just to have that little bit of extra time. Um, we also found the process of getting the signed consent forms from everyone who appeared in the video quite time consuming. But that's because we had a lot of people in our video and you certainly don't have to feature so many people. So that's just something to keep in mind when you're putting your content together. Now the awards close on the 8th of March this year. So if any schools are listening to this and thinking about nominating for the award, what advice would you give them? Definitely throw your hat in the ring. It's really well worth entering for the submission experience alone and you can involve your school community to promote eco-sustainability along the way. So it's a win-win. Also definitely review previous year's winning submissions that are up on the website to get some ideas and inspo. They're a really great help to us. So thanks for all of that. Yeah, so if you're thinking of nominating, then get those nominations in before the 8th of March. Thanks, Beck, for joining us on the podcast and thank you for your efforts and your PNC's effort in keeping Windsor State School and the world environmentally sustainable. Thanks for having us, Sean. Coming up next on the PNC's Queensland podcast, we'll hear about our bookkeeping service and then we'll be joined by Katrina from PNC Services with some great information for all our terrific PNCs. If you're looking for some assistance with your bookkeeping, then PNCs Queensland can help. Providing timely and accurate bookkeeping, managing your payroll and lodging your ATO statement. Relieving your treasurer to do more meaningful tasks. We also provide treasurer reports and can give you a 25% discount off your Zero subscription. For more information, go to the bookkeeping tab at the PNCs Queensland website. Now we welcome back for 2024, Katrina, our PNC Services Manager, with some great reminders for this time of year. Thanks for joining us, Katrina. Thank you, Sean. Just a few reminders, as Sean mentioned, 
for this time of the year. Um, as you all are aware, AGM season is quickly upon us. A few reminders, your PNC's books should already be at the auditor for the annual audit, which is from the 2023 financial year. AGMs must be held by the 31st of March every year. There are two requirements to be able to complete the AGM in full. The first is your audited financials must be back from the auditor. So hopefully, as I just mentioned, that they're already there, or if you're lucky, they'll be back ready to go for your AGM. The next requirement is the quorum of the members who are required to be at the meeting for the meeting to be opened and completed in full. If you have a look in your constitution, section 21.3.4, that will list what your quorum is for your AGM. Another reminder, there are no changes to the PNC constitution this year. The department didn't make any amendments to it, so you don't need to endorse it. It is part of your AGM agenda, so you can just write not applicable in that section. Two things that you'll need to do, however, is on the PNC membership form to mark on the PNC membership form, just change the year to 2024. And also on the Student Protection Risk Management Strategy, change that year to 2024. If your AGM cannot be held by the end of March, please contact uh, myself or my team at PNC's Queensland for advice on what steps to take if that does occur. We're in the process now of finalising the 2024 annual membership and insurance renewals. They will be emailed out next week to your PNC email address. We will also email or copy into the email the principal and admin at the school to ensure that your PNC gets the renewals. The year for the insurance is the 1st of March. This year up until the 1st of March in 2025 and payment is due by the end of March. And lastly, we're holding a Lunch and Learn webinar on Wednesday the 28th of February at 12 o'clock. Uh, all about your AGMs. Emails were sent out last week regarding the webinar and there was a link there to register for it. The information about the webinar is also in PNCE, which would have been forwarded to your PNC last week and also on the website. That's it for our quick reminders for what you need to do to prepare for this year. If you have any questions or concerns at all, please contact uh, myself or my team at PNC's Queensland. Our number, in case you don't know, is 3352 or you can email inquiries at pncsqueensland.com.au. Thank you, Katrina. Some very timely advice there. We'll be back just after this to wrap it all up for this third episode of the podcast. That's about all we have for episode three of the PNC's Queensland podcast. Just a few reminders before we go. We have our next training and information events coming up. New Beginnings, a networking and information event for new PNC executives. If you could tell your new executives about this, it would be appreciated. There is more information on the PNC's Queensland website under the What's On tab. As Katrina said, on the 28th of February, there is a webinar for information on your AGM, so make sure you register for that one as well. And while we're talking about registering, get in and register for the PNC's Queensland Conference, coming up on the Gold Coast on the 17th and 18th of May. Thanks to all our guests and to you for listening. If you have any feedback, you can contact us on email at communications at pncsqueensland.com.au. That's P-A-N-D-C-S-Q-L-D dot com dot A-U. Don't forget to subscribe, 
And remember, you can get the PNC's Queensland podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to catching up again next month. Thank you.